my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you're all having an absolutely fantastic day today. As always, we're staying busy down here in Florida at Health Masters. If you guys need anything, you know where to get a hold of us. And I told you guys yesterday, we've got a brand new product rolling out that is on the website now. It'll be on the front page here shortly, and is the Berberine Ultimate. If you guys have heard me talk about this before, it's because it's been a fairly effective product over the years, Berberine, except this is a formulation that essentially is very new to the market, and this is dihydroberberine, and this is a form that's much, much more bioavailable. In fact, it's actually the bioavailable form of berberine, and it's been shown directly in research studies to massively help out with maintaining blood glucose levels. And so before, usually berberine, you needed about 500 to 1,000 milligrams to really get effective results from it, and the problem was it could cause a lot of gastric distress in some cases when you're taking high doses of it. You're taking you know, three, three, four, five pills, depending on the dose of the capsule. And so what's happened is now this new highly bioavailable metabolite of berberine has five times the bioavailability of normal berberine, DHB, dihydroberberine, and demonstrates extremely beneficial effects on blood glucose metabolism, and it's the true natural form. So what happens is your body doesn't have to try to convert it. It's kind of the same concept of when you're taking in B12 and you start taking in methylcobalamin where your body has a true bioactive form of B12 at that point, and it doesn't have to go through a massive conversion process through the liver and end up wasting a significant portion of it. This is what this product does essentially with blood glucose with the Berberine Ultimate. So be sure to check it out on the website. It will be on the front page here shortly as well. And uh, definitely if that's something you're interested in or you're working on maintaining blood sugar levels, definitely try this product out and give us some feedback because I've gotten a lot of positive results from some of the customers and friends that have tried it so far. And uh, definitely want to share it with everyone on the website at healthmasters.com. Also, too, in other news, this is something that's really interesting. I saw this yesterday, and this is, this is a big deal, yet nobody's talking about it anywhere in the United States. Switzerland's Federal Office of Public Health has now said they are not recommending the COVID-19 vaccine at all, even for people at high risk. They said nearly everyone in Switzerland has essentially recovered from COVID and has immunity to it. Their immune systems, therefore, have been exposed to coronavirus. Health officials predicted the virus, if it does circulate this summer, it should have mild illness at best. They said even people who are high risk, including those over 65 years of age, have chronic condition. The vaccine, and I quote, is not currently recommended. Now, this is a big deal because whether or not they're saying this because people have natural immunity, which that's already been the case now for the last year, year and a half. In fact, nobody wanted to talk about that either. It's ironic that suddenly now we're starting to see Switzerland, who, by the way, is a safe haven for a lot of individuals, especially a lot of the global individuals and big banker individuals, country where they store a lot of their wealth. Switzerland has always been known as a safe haven. It's a very secure country. It's also one of the most armed populations in the entire world. A lot of people don't talk about that. And the amount of weapon power and the amount of training that citizens get as they go into the military at 18, and they all are required to basically know how to operate and run firearms, including machine guns, and they keep them in their houses. And so this is one thing about Switzerland that you well, no, Switzerland never gets invaded. 
And there's a reason why, because everybody keeps their money there. And ironically enough, now they're saying we're not recommending the shot. It is not currently recommended. While at the same time, we have the CDC and their infinite stupidity coming out and still recommending children as young as six months old to continue to get this shot, which, as we have discussed in detail, is not not only causing severe health problems, as we're already witnessing, you can report on in the VAERS, we're going to start seeing a significant issues down the road in long-term health, in my opinion, and many others in the professional world about what happens when you start injecting RNA gene therapy into young children. As if the side effects weren't bad enough, what we've seen with adults, with the blood clots, with the pericarditis, and the list goes down the line, you know, hey, CDC says you need to get the shot for six-month-olds. Remember, they FDA has approved the fourth booster shot now for six-month-olds and up from Pfizer. I mean, this is beyond stupid. I mean, beyond stupid, even from a true immunology standpoint with viruses, this is moronic. Because if the virus has already been exposed to somebody and somebody has natural immunity, continually inject a vaccine and alleged that, and I call it that loosely because that's not what it is. It's gene therapy, but even the idea, the concept of continually injecting somebody over and over and over and over and over and over again with a vaccine that they already have natural immunity to from being exposed to the virus doesn't even make sense from a scientific standpoint whatsoever. It doesn't make any sense at all because all you're doing is bombarding the immune system and you're going to start causing severe immune impairments because the body isn't going to to be able to continue to cope with being bombarded with this over and over and over again, and it's useless at best, not even talking about the side effects. So good for Switzerland. Wish the United States would actually get their head out of their rear end and start asking questions about this and people stop being so blissfully ignorant in the mainstream and discuss why in the world we're still having this recommendation when pretty much the entire United States has had exposure to COVID one way or the other. Just something to th- look at there. Also, too, in other news, this is interesting as well. I was reading an article about it, and uh, last night I was talking to one of my buddies who's real big in the financial world and uh, he's done very well. And he's been very concerned about what's starting to occur on a global scale with countries like the BRICS dropping the U.S. dollar. And he said yesterday is very interesting now is that apparently France, and I was reading a report on this, the recent data is revealing that both France and Saudi Arabia are selling off significant amounts of U.S. debt. France, one of the largest sellers of U.S. debt in Europe currently, just sold off $62 billion worth of U.S. debt. Meanwhile, Saudi Arabia sold off $18.4 billion. This suggests that Saudi Arabia is moving towards de-dollarization, increasing the investment in the Chinese market, and essentially to reduce the reliance on the dollar and U.S. assets. Now, with, with France doing this as well, we're seeing now numerous U.S. allies like France stepping away now from the U.S. dollar. This is something that is unprecedented because we're going into a world that nobody in the financial sector has been exposed to before in reality. I mean we've seen recessions. We've seen depressions. This is more than that. If you start having the entire world step away from doing trades with the U.S. dollar and the U.S. dollar has to start basically trading in some type of other currency, the U.S. dollar is going to be worthless, and it will happen very quickly. And so there's a lot of side effects that are going to occur with that if that does start to occur, which is what it appears like. And again, we already know this is going to be the overall gameplay. I mean you can look at just what's being done. 
because the United States, essentially, they have to completely and totally remove any and all credibility. And that's what I told my buddy last night. I said, that's what we're in the process of doing. We're reducing the entire credibility of the United States as the shining beacon on the hill to continually help out other countries in need. We're being made a mockery. I mean, that's why we have the bumbling buffoon Biden who literally cannot even talk. I mean, he just he just starts talking gibberish. He sounds like a one-year-old. I mean, I've heard one- and two-year-olds, honestly, put together better word structures than he does. He just starts just mumbling. Oh, well, you know, you, you do the, then, well, you, um, and you stack food on a pallet and water hose and, oh, I don't know. And I'm like, golly, it's embarrassing, but that's the point, is to completely and totally discredit the United States on every aspect. And we're watching that happen right now right in front of us and then you look at what's been going on behind the scenes with this constant push to try to disarm the united states population while not even addressing what's really happening with a lot of these individuals who are involved in this i saw an article earlier here and it was discussing how the there was a uh, stabbing in portland right this got zero coverage at all in the mainstream media police in portland deliberately Delayed releasing details surrounding the brutal murder of a cab drive on Easter Sunday because the suspect is a tranny. He's an individual with a history of threatening behavior. The driver was found by police stabbed repeatedly in the neck, throat, and chest evening in Buckham neighborhood. The Radio City cab confirmed the victim was a longtime employee with an impeccable record. What's interesting about this, they went to investigate the case, and they couldn't find anything about the suspect. Now, finally, they got the information on it, and the murder suspect is Moses Lopez, a trans. It was on Monday afternoon when it was finally identified that he was charged with second-degree murder. They went into detail and found out that he had just been released without bond three days before for being arrested for threatening a different person with a weapon. The journalist also noted the individual was previously fired from their work as a certified nursing assistant for threatening behavior towards coworkers. The police department still refused to answer questions whatsoever about Lopez, and the incident comes just right after we saw what happened in Nashville with this other trans individual. People that are having a true mental disorder need help. They do. Somebody's got gender dysphoria. They need help, and they need support. They don't need people to buy into their delusional fantasy. It doesn't help them. All it does is make them more and more confused and have a more and more disconnect with reality. And what happens as well is you're starting to see this where these individuals think that consequences do not happen to them, that they essentially are above the law because they're some type of protected species. We saw this now at the San Francisco University with Riley Gaines where she's hit twice by a grown male in a dress essentially shoved in a room by a mob because law enforcement can't get her out safely, and they threaten her and basically ransom her and say, you can't come out unless you pay us money, and laughing and screaming and cussing and berating and threatening her. Not a single individual, not a single individual in that mob that did that to her even got put in handcuffs. Nobody. And none of them were wearing masks, surprisingly, in San Francisco. (laughs) And so – What we're seeing is here now the Bolsheviks are being pushed through this agenda and through this group that essentially the same thing we watched in 2020 where we had the BLM terrorist and Antifa terrorist that were above the law. 140-plus cities were burned, caught on fire during 2020, yet 
Very few individuals ever even went to jail, much less were ever prosecuted. Yet you have an individual like I saw earlier here who was a um, journalist, Samuel Montoa, 37 years old, videotaped footage of what happened in the Capitol. Didn't hit anything, didn't knock anybody out, didn't get in fights with law enforcement, didn't break a window, walked around and recorded video footage of what happened in the Capitol. And he claimed he was a journalist. I think he had a, I had a press thing too. And he now has been sentenced to three years probation with 120 days of house arrest and 60 hours of community service. And the judge that sentenced him to that said that essentially it was a close call in sparing him for incarceration for multiple years. This guy's on probation now for three years. You know what his charge was? I looked at it earlier here. His charge was parading or demonstrating in a Capitol building. Yeah. Three years probation and 120 days of house arrest. Yet individuals were free to burn down entire cities during 2020 amidst the vaccine push, amidst the COVID lockdowns, free to go. This is what you're starting to see now with two complete levels of justice in the United States. And again, this is to reduce the credibility of the United States on every single level. And while this is happening, (laughs) you see what's going on with the dollar. They want to continue to parade things out on the television like, oh, what's going to go on with Donald Trump's indictment now? And What's going to go on with this and how people that are trans need to have all these rights now and need to be this protected class of individuals? It's all about removing the entire construct of reality and placing in this new alternate reality, alternate reality, so to speak, that's going to promote every single evil thought. I saw an article earlier about the football team. In Australia and New South Wales, amateur football league has received thousands of complaints now because there's five, five biological males now on one team competing in the female football league, which is what they say, soccer, essentially what it's called in the United States, with the football league. Five grown men. I I saw photos of them. These, These look like grown men, and they're tall, and they're playing soccer with females, and they're dominating the entire league. Imagine that. And yet now they're getting thousands and thousands of complaints from parents and families and friends and coaches, and they're saying, what, what is this? <laughs> like what, what type of reality? What is the aspect? If we're going to do this, why are we even having male and female classes? <laughs> Open-ended. I mean let's just have you know, five-foot-one females play in the NFL with you know, six-foot-five, 300-pound linebackers. I mean that's, if that's the rate of stupidity that we're starting to go here and there is no up, there is no down, let's just make it a free-for-all everywhere since everything's apparently you know, fair. Everybody needs to get a participation trophy. Again, it's all about changing the entire way that people perceive things and bringing in this different level of reality while they're telling you you can't say anything about it. You're not allowed to question anything about it. You can't go in and even ask a question about it. Why? Well, because we said so. Because, you know, it's science, right? Trust the science because we said it is. This is why it is so important, my friends, continue to ask questions, continue to get the truth out there. And if there's something you see that you don't agree with, call it out. If there's something that you don't like, call it out. They've made it abundantly clear that these hardcore leftist communists, these Bolsheviks, so to speak, they're free to say anything they want. They're free to protest and riot and do chaos anytime they want because that's their right. Well, I'm not encouraging or not condoning any type of that behavior. What I am condoning is don't go silently into the night. 
Ask questions, stay strong, make your voice heard. And if there's something you see that you don't agree with, you have a right to say no. You have a right to question it, just like I told everybody from the very beginning with the entirely insane COVID vaccine rollout, or since COVID shot rollout, is that nobody has a right to force you to be injected with something that you don't want to have done. Just like somebody can't force you to agree with what they're telling you, you can and can't do. So again, my friends, get the truth out there. Stay strong. What do you think, Dad? Yeah, absolutely great opening, Austin. Phenomenal. Uh, you know, and you know the thing about it is, you know, we're talking about all this trans stuff. We're talking about the trans movements. We're talking about this worshiping of the God Ein Sof, and you know, and the transgenders are the closest thing to his expression of God, and the perversion that's associated with the Zohar and all the rest. It's just on and on and on and on and on. And we sit back and we just kind of shake our head and we look at it and we go, "What the heck just happened? And how in the world do we get like this?" Well. You got to understand something. You know, two thousand years ago, you know, the Roman Empire was completely and totally corrupt. It was filled with perversion. It was filled with homosexuality. It was filled with transgenders. It was filled with men dressing like women. It was all of it. It had the orgies going on all over the place. And when Christ came in to this world that was so unbelievably just filled with debauchery and filth, and He gave His life, it changed it all. Now, it took hundreds of years. It took hundreds of years to, to get Christianity to per- permeate and percolate through the entire Roman Empire, but it did. You know, By 323, Constantine, which I'm not saying he did a good job by incorporating so many of the pagan religions back into Christianity, which was actually awful, but he actually incorporated Christianity as the, as the primary religion of Rome. But that was you know, 300 years later, you know, the third of a millennial. It was a long time. It just percolated through. And eventually, all of this demonic activity and this weird stuff that they were involved went to the left. And passed, you know, went under. It went under the cover, so to speak. It kind of went into the dark back rooms. It went into the closet. It was still around. Everybody knew that, you know, we have issues with, you know, with weirdos in high school. We had issues with weirdos, you know, a hundred years ago. I mean, look at Aleister Crowley and all the rest of the weirdos around over a hundred years ago. All of these people basically tried to do their best to maintain a lower type of profile and didn't want to be really incorporated in the mainstream media. Period, because they were. They knew their perversions had no boundaries. They knew they were involved in human sacrifice, especially of children. Aleister Crowley even admitted to that. And so they were not really wanting to talk about it publicly from a media standpoint. And, of course, L. Ron Hubbard and Jack Parsons, the founder of NASA, basically, L. Ron Hubbard, the founder of Scientology, they all got involved with Aleister Crowley. It was like the, the, the trio of demonic entities, I guess, working together. And they came up with these crazy things like you know, the, the Church of Scientology. They came up with the other things with Jack Parsons and these other guys are calling up demons and you know, along with Aleister Crowley. And, I mean it's crazy stuff. You can read through it if you like you know, during 100 years ago, but it's the part of it. Then the OSS turns into the CIA, and the CIA puts witches on the payroll, and we get more and more and more wicked. And what's happened is we, the Western civilization, because of Jesus – we drove this stuff out because of the filling of the Holy Spirit. We drove all of it out because we want to get rid of these demonic influences in our lives in the United States and in Europe and in the Western civilization. Now, this didn't happen in China. It didn't really happen you know, in the Far East. It didn't really happen because they still had their other religions that they were using that were brought to them by the fallen angels, and it really wasn't incorporated into that part of the world. That's why when Russia fell – it was very difficult with the Russian Revolution to force the people against Christianity because the Russian Orthodox Church was so good and so strong. I mean, they, and, 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 and Stalin and Lenin ended up killing over 50,000 priests and killed entire congregations. I mean, they killed 50 to 100 million people. I talked about that yesterday just to bring and force their communist you know, mantra and their lack of God into the world and make you know, everybody their own little God. 
and make everybody feel like they don't have to be obedient to God because they didn't want the Western civilization to continue to be percolated through. Now, what's happened is we've gone in and we've basically cast Christ out of Western civilization. It didn't you know, take that long. It took a little over 100 years, actually. It really started back with Darwin about 150 years ago when he started talking about the theory of evolution, which basically was completely ridiculous, and he recanted that before he died. And then he realized that, you know, that it was basically God who was doing everything, including natural selection, which is real. The theory of evolution is not real because things do not change over time as far as their DNA because when it, when it basically changes itself or it basically has an anomaly to it, almost in every single case, that, and that individual is rendered, rendered sterile. A perfect example, when a horse and a donkey breed, you get a mule, right? They can breed, you get a mule, but the mule basically is sterile. It can't reproduce. And all of these things happen over time, but it's through natural selection that things happen, not through evolution. That's, that's important that we understand that because natural selection is very, very real. That was shown by the moth experiments in England. You know, They had a bunch of white moths hanging on trees. And what ended up happening is the Industrial Revolution occurred, and the moths that basically were the darker ones because the trees started getting covered with pollution. They weren't as easily preyed upon by birds, and the white moths were picked up you know, off the dirty trees, and the darker moths continued to reproduce and to breed. And so then the moth population turned darker over a period of time because of natural selection. It had nothing to do whatsoever with evolution. The problem is, is that when Darwin came in with the theory of evolution, it started making man equivalent to a monkey. Think about that for a second. We, we came from apes. That's complete nonsense. And, this, and then you have convergent and divergent evolution. You can look those terms up. And here's the problem. If man became, you know, came from a monkey, why would we still have monkeys? This just that's my, my, was my big question I always have. Why are there still monkeys running around? Why are they alternative humans? Because that evolutionary process can't be done because the DNA is different. Now you get a geneticist involved, then they start splicing genes and doing all the things together. But again, you end up with, with, with species that can't reproduce. And then you end up with the Nephilim coming in or the fallen angels coming in and they're sitting against nature, sitting against the reptiles, doing all the crazy things they were doing and basically teaching the people how to splice genes and put crops together and splice those. And all the things that God told them not to do, they did. And so then they started basically breeding with human beings and creating these monsters and these giants that end up you know, dying. And maybe you'll feel that's where the demon spirits come from today. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, that's a speculation. I mean, we can't prove any of that. But the reality is the demons are very real, and these spirits in these other dimensions are very real. They cross over from time to time and, and do things here. And that's the problem we have right now in the United States. We've cast out these demonic spirits, you know, many, many, many years ago when our country was founded because of the Puritan work ethic, you know, in the 1400s, 1500s, and people basically came over here for freedom of religion because they want to get away from the Church of England and the Catholic Church and want to be free to worship God the way they saw to worship God. That was the primary reason the United States was founded at the very beginning with the Mayflower and all the rest. That's no longer taught in schools either. But the reality is, is this, you know, what happens when you have a demonic spirit that you cast out of Western civilization and then you allow it to come back in again? What happens? Well, let's talk about, we'll see what the Bible says. Let's look at, let's look at Matthew, let's look at chapter, verse 40, 43. When unclean Spirit comes out of a man. It passes through arid places seeking rest and it does not find it. Then it says, I'll return to the house I left. And upon its return, it finds the house vacant, swept clean and put in order. Then it goes and brings with it seven other spirits more wicked than itself and that they may go in and dwell there. And the final plight of the man is worse than the first. So will it be with this wicked generation. Ah, there we go. That's what's happened here in the United States. It was bad. It was really bad, you know, in the beginning when everything was cast out. You know, the, remember the Indians were here and they were having all kinds of – not all the Indians. I mean, not say that, but these, a lot of these Indians were still doing human sacrifice, et cetera, et cetera, especially in Central and South America. 
and these different you know tribes, et cetera, the Incas and the Aztecs and the Mayans and all the rest, and they were still sacrificing humans. It was bad. It was real bad. Well, when you cast that stuff out and then you basically allow it to come back in, it brings in seven times more. Words saying that right there with the Bible. And this is exactly what's happened in the United States now. This demonic influence, these demonic entities are coming in, coming in, coming in, coming in, coming in. And, and it was shown with that transgender person the other day went in and shot those children and shot those adults at that school. You know, these entities come in and they're extremely angry because remember, if the person they're inhabiting dies, they don't die. They just go on to the next person. So they don't care if they come to rob, kill, steal, and destroy, and they have a you know, occupant they're inhabiting if that person gets killed. They don't care because remember, these entities – these fallen angels and all the rest of this mess that floats around in these other dimensions because our battle is not against flesh and blood. These entities okay, have already received a death sentence from God Almighty. They're, they're basically eternally damned. They, they ain't coming out of it. right? They, they're not going to get a do-over. They're done. So the problem that you run into is that if they're not going to have a do-over, if they're not going to get out of it, what's going to happen is they don't care how bad it gets here because they want it to get bad here because they're already going to go to the lake of fire and they want everybody they can take with them to go there also. I guess misery loves company, so to speak. And that's the problem that we've run into now with these entities that are in these people, these transgenders. These people are perverted. They have, you know, they, they have, you know, isomorphic disorder. They have, you know, they have gender dysphoria. They have all these different things that are going on in their head. And, you know, they're the tiny, tiny, tiny percent of the, the population, but yet they're being catered to. But the reality is, is that this group of people have always been with us way back into the ancient temple worship, these people that claimed to be gods or they were girls and all the rest of it, and the eunuchs and all the rest. And they've always been here, and it's never been of God, and we cast it all out years ago with Christianity, thousands of years ago, millennia ago. But now here we are finding ourselves in the same mess again. So the problem we run into is this. We've got a situation here that you know we've got Bud Light boycotting. Okay, uh, you know, people are basically saying that Bud Lights, you know, they're going to boycott it now because of what's happening with the, with the transgenders. We talked about this yesterday. You know, now Bud Light boycott continues as liquor stores refuse the order order after company puts in a new face, you know, on a can report. The backlash to Anheuser-Busch decision to feature transgender activist Dylan Mulaney, I talked about this yesterday partially, in a recent marketing push only appears to be getting worse. Kid Rock and Travis Tritt are just two of the high-profile musicians who have blasted Anheuser-Busch for its decision to promote Mulvaney. Tritt in particular made it known that he and Kid Rock are far from the only artists who are separating from the beer makers. They're just the only ones brave enough to speak out about it. You know, it, it's, a, it's the highest level. It's apparent that Budweiser makers, remember, they're not owned by the Bush family anymore, have already upset some massive names in the music industry. But the music industry is not with the powers of wholesale selling of Bud Light. That's the retail industry. And some of that for now, anecdotal response of the Mulvaney campaign could paint a chilling picture about what's next for the Budweiser when it comes to retail. A viral treat, which has passed over 4.3 billion views and 88,000 likes in one such example of the hurdles that Anheuser-Busch can now be facing in its post-Mulvaney landscape. So this is exactly what we have to do. When people do this and they go to this perversion level like this, we've got to stand against it. Now, as you guys know, I may occasionally drink a glass of beer or wine very, very rarely, once or twice a year maybe, if that. But the reality is I will never order another Bud Light product, period. I used to like the, the Michelob Ultra you know, when I have a beer every once in a while, like – I had one with Macau last year. We sat in a hotel, and we were staying at the hotel up in St. Louis about a year ago, and we basically had a beer. I had one beer in the lobby, no drinking, no driving, just a beer in the lobby. And so this is the thing that we have looked at now over and over and over again is that if we incorporate our beliefs into our paycheck and into our wallet and we don't support this group of people that's doing that, 
then we can have a lot of input into this. Very important that we understand that. And, 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 we, just, and, we, and we need to realize, you know, the, 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 you know the, 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 this is an article from Breitbart, and it's, and it's a good article. And, and, and it's talking about the survivors of this transgender mess. Survivors of the trans panic detransitioner de- reveals the horrors of the gender cyber sect. I posted this article. You guys need to read it. Transgenderism is being portrayed as a progressive form of self-expression by the political media and business complex, but it's also damaging and marring, in many cases irreparably. The girls who come into contact with it, and this series is exploring some of the cruelty experienced by people who have interacted with the cyber sect of radical gender ideology through testimony of their own words. About 20% of Generation Z is likely to identify as LGBTQ whatever. That's, that's huge, by the way. Uh, over, overall identification has been much more common in the United States in the past decade because of what the media has done. According to a 2022 polling by Gallup, over 5% of Americans from 18 to 30 years old identify as transgender or non-binary, according to a Pew Research. Now, this is why they're grooming these children and why DeSantis is standing against it in the state of Florida with their textbooks showing the perversion and the pictures of just absolute horrible sexual activity to children that are three, four, five years of age. They're grooming these children in a state of brainwave state to maintain that that's okay, that lifestyle's okay, just like the communists groomed the people not to believe there was a god or that they were gods. It's the same thing. And when they get older, and I've tried, I told you this, I had a friend of mine, I tried to get them to accept Christianity after they were raised in a communist country. And it was like talking to a concrete block. They couldn't get past it because their brain had been hardwired in order to believe this nonsense that they were gods, that there was no God, that they're their own God, and all the rest of this stuff. Because isn't that the same lie that you know were sold to Adam and Eve, that they would be like gods if they ate from the tree of the forbidden, of the forbidden fruit in the garden? Yeah. Remember, Adam and Eve were unaware of Lucifer. He'd already been basically put into chains and locked up during the first part of the Garden of Eden. We're going to cover that in Angel Wars, by the way. And also he shows up, and they had not been pre-warned of what had happened in the pre-Adamic civilization. At least the Bible doesn't tell us they had been pre-warned. And so we have to understand what happened with all of the scenarios that happened with that when, when Lucifer was unleashed and he came into the Garden. This is the problem that we have with the people that are out there now that are practicing Christianity and claiming to be Christians and understanding what Christianity is, is they're not looking at the influence of the evil in the world today caused of the release of Lucifer from the pit in order to come into this world going to and fro, et cetera, that he does to come around to rob, kill, and destroy and to devour those who he may, to, to, to may devour. This is the problem that we have. Christianity has become you know, milk toast. It's become gloves on. It's become you know velvet gloves on. We got to be real careful how we address this. We got to be real careful how we address that. We got to be real careful in who we talk to about this or that. We can't offend anybody, and it's simply not true. Christianity has to learn how to stand its ground. Now, I'm not saying being mean. I'm not saying being ugly. I'm talking about walking in love, but standing your ground. Saying now, I'm not involved with that. No, I'm not going to do that. No, how about I don't go to a dope smoking party? Hey, how about I don't go out with you guys if you're going to get drunk? How about I'm not going with you guys anywhere if you want to go to a strip club? And quite frankly, I don't think I'm going to even hang out with you guys anymore because if you want to go to a strip club, we're not the same. Now, I'm going to step away for that for a second. The same thing is true with me personally. Now that I've been going out with a few different people that I've met, the benchmark that I have, the acid test that I have is if they are not Christians, I will not date them, period. You think, well, gosh, Ted, you're being blunt about this now. I'm being very blunt. I will not do that. Why in the world would you go out with somebody if you're a Christian guy and you know this girl is not a Christian, she's never been exposed to Christianity, she has no interest in being a Christian, and you'd be unequally yoked? The Bible is very clear about that, and this is the problem that you run into nowadays because if you do find a Christian, if you're dating, and guys, you know this who are single and you contacted me about it, what level of Christianity are they practicing? 
Where is the commitment of faith? Where is the commitment of belief? And all of this stuff goes on and on and on and on to different varies of different different varying degrees. So we have to be so careful as Christians to walk the talk walk to walk and talk to talk. It's very important that we understand that. But we also need to realize that there's, you know, there's all this crazy stuff that doctors are doing and all the other stuff they're doing as far as allowing these young kids to transition into basically becoming transgenders. It's not fair because these children have never gotten to the point of concrete rational thought. If somebody's 21 years old and they're not mentally ill and they haven't been like, you know, Baker acted or whatever, and they want to go in and they want to mutilate themselves, I think they're nuts. Just between you and you, me and you, I still think they're nuts. But if that's their choice, that's their choice. You can't tell them they can't do it if they're 21 years old. But when you push it on a five, six, seven, eight year old, that's not okay. That's never going to be okay. It never has been okay. And it's not going to be okay ever with me ever again. I, I, I'm never going to ever allow. It's never been okay with me ever again. Let me correct what I just said. I've never agreed with this with this stuff with kids. I don't agree with any of this stuff. And Jesus even said it would be better if a millstone got cast around put around your neck. You throw it into the deepest parts of the sea if you're involved in all this stuff. Another thing they do, you know, this is an article by Paul Craig Roberts. And he goes, in the insane state of Massachusetts, it is a microaggression now to refer to a woman as a lady. Uh, A newly appointed superintendent of school had his job withdrawn because he referred to the female members of the school board as ladies. I was shocked, he said. I grew up in the time when ladies and gentlemen were the big sign of respect, and I didn't intend to insult anyone. Apparently, this is not a false news joke. You know, you know, it, this is absolutely amazing to me. School superintendent has lost a job, revoked for calling women ladies. You know, I used to always call Sharon my lady. You know, yes, my lady, out of respect to her. And it blows my mind that we have people now that if you call them a lady, they get angry. I remember years ago, I was at the courthouse in, in, in Winter Haven. I was paying some ticket or something I'd had. I forgot what it was, 10, 12 years ago. And there was a state attorney out there, and she was talking to some guy. They were, all, they were fussing and yelling or whatever. And uh, I, ended up, I ended up talking to them for a second about asking some questions about stuff, and I referred to her as a lady, and she went nuts on me. Well, then I found out that one of the you know, state attorneys in Bartow was a transgender, and that she wasn't really a lady. Now, whether or not it was that girl or not, I don't know. But why in the world is that a problem? So a guy can't be referred to as a gentleman anymore. A woman can't be referred to as a lady anymore. I mean, where's this? What's happened? It's exactly what I told you. Seven times more evil spirits are coming back into the United States than were ever here before, and they're being invited in. And you know, with CERN opening up portals and all the other crazy nonsense that's going on over there in Switzerland, who knows where they're all coming and where they're coming out of? I mean, this is some weird stuff that we have going on right now. We need to be aware of it and be standing in the gap against it. We really, 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 really do. And here's an article by Schellenberger, and he goes, "Why trans activists attack women?" Uh, trans <laughs> incited violence against women's rights activist Kelly J. Keene who was assaulted just minutes later in New Zealand, let the women speak last month. Organizers of the Trans Day Vengeance canceled their event after a trans person murdered six people in a Christian school in Nashville. For years, transgender activists have claimed there's genocide being waged against transgender people. That's simply not true. As evidence, they point to the murders of trans victims, which that's very, very rare. In 2022, at least 32 transgender and non-gender people were killed in the United States according to the Human Rights Campaign. With 32 trans killing and killing is a decline from 40 in 2020 and 59 in 2021. And researchers do not know if the people are being killed disproportionately compared to other non-trans people. There remains a prejudice against trans people. 
Some trans people are without questions victims of violence, but there is no genocide or even strong evidence that the trans people being killed are targeted for being transgender rather for some other reason. For example, transgender people are disproportionately represented in the sex trade, which is extremely dangerous criminal enterprise. By contrast, we've seen a wave of transgender rights activists attacking women for ideological reasons. Consider recent events in New Zealand. On March the 25th, a mob of angry trans activists assaulted a British woman's rights advocate, Kelly Jean Keane, at a Let the Women Speak rally in Nashville. On March the 28th, a male trans killed three adults and three children at a Christian school. Last December, a group of women in Oakland protested the influential placement of the, into a women's prison of a self-identified trans woman who had murdered a lesbian couple and their son. They were assaulted with a bicycle, an umbrella, eggs, and pies. On and on and on this is happening. Transgender people should, not, should, be, should no more be held responsible as a group for the actions of a small number of activists any more than non-trans people should be held responsible for the vast majority of crimes and violence by non-trans people. But these people are basically identifying themselves as trans, becoming more and more and more and more you know, aggressive. And he goes on to say the psychopathology of gender theology. There is no doubt individual psychological reasons behind aggression. Many aggressive trans activists may suffer from co-occurring mental illnesses. There we go. And gender dysphoria, just like I mentioned earlier, they're mentally ill. And a friend of the Maryland Wright trans shooter said they suffer from bipolar disorder and depression in addition to gender dysphoria. So all of these people, you know, at one time that wanted to have their sexes changed, they would have been listed as gender dysphoria. It would have been listed as a psychological mental condition, and they would have been received treatment for that. Not anymore. It's like they're being basically pushed up into a platform of basically, hey, these people are great. Look at them. Look at them. Look what they can do. Look how wonderful they are because of what? Because of the Kabbalah, because of the Zohar, because of what they believe. They want everybody to be a transgender or hermaphrodite. That's why they've attacked the children's ovaries and the children's testicles with the clot shot, and they want to include it into the children's shot schedule so they can render these children sterile, and they'll never go into puberty properly, and they'll never have proper secondary sexual characteristics. They're put, you know, Biden now has basically officially signed the end of the coronavirus pandemic, you know, emergency order thing this week, apparently, according to Breitbart. So now it's what they wanted, isn't it? All these people have been shot up all over the world now, and they're still giving this mRNA shot to these young children to change their DNA. This is the goal. This was the goal from the very beginning. I told you that. When they get into the shot schedule, they absolve themselves from any and all liability from them because now it's basically been approved, and they're being protected by that Reagan Act back in the 80s. So now they've got what they want, and all these young kids are going to be injected. What a mess. That's why you and I have to continue to stand on the word of God and protect the children. We have to do that, all of us. Send this show today, since I talk about this in depth, to everybody you know and let them know that we have to stand in the gap against the mental illness that people are experiencing today and the demonic influence that people are experiencing today. And when they're mentally ill, they're being demonically influenced in many cases. I'm going to say that too, not in all cases, but in many cases, to do things they shouldn't ought to do and be who they shouldn't ought to be. Just thought I'd mention that. Because remember, this demonic influence is very, very, very real. God talks about it. Jesus talks about it repeatedly in the New Testament. And we've got to stand firm in that. That's why I pray for you guys every day. I station angels around you guys every day. I plead the blood of Christ over you every day. And I put hedge of thorns around you every day because I want you guys to know that I got your back. And I'm here for you. And I thank you that you pray for me in Austin, that you support Health Masters. Because if we do this as a family, we can make a huge difference in this country. Just the people listen to the show because we've got millions of listeners now. And we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us if we all work together. Austin, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story? 
Oh, you're spot on with that. I mean, there's no question about it. I mean, there's there's much more of an agenda that's going on. I mean, and another thing that like a lot of people haven't talked about from a spiritual aspect is that have you ever noticed if you when you read the Bible and you, when you read sections where Jesus is you know basically having conversations with these possessed people, but he's actually you know, speaking to the demons. If you ever notice, they always refer to themselves as we and they and them. They always have these pronouns. That's what they refer to, legion, we are many. Why do you think they're pushing this constant thing verbiage-wise with the pronouns? Did you just assume my pronoun? I, I identify as they, them, thee, we, zizir, zim. All these weird names they constantly refer to themselves as. Is that directly trying to tie into demonic possession? I don't know. You'd be the judge on that. But I do find it interesting when you ever hear any references of demons in the Bible when Jesus was engaging them. They always have these strange pronouns and these names, and they refer to them as we and them and they. Just something to think about with there. And that's another aspect of why I've continually told everybody it's so important. Ted just said protect the kids. Keep them off YouTube. YouTube is a grooming tool. I told you guys if you go on there and you click on uh, children's YouTube and you set up an account – this guy did it online. I watched him do it. He screen recorded the whole thing and set up an account from scratch. And then as soon as he went into the account, the first videos that they started promoting were what happens when you meet a non-binary person for the first time. And all of a sudden, you just started going in this rabbit hole. And then as soon as you click on one of those videos, the YouTube algorithm starts putting up all the other related videos related to that one video. And so you end up going in this weird, deep rabbit hole of these perverted videos, and it's for children directly. Set up ages 8 to 12 is, I think, the age frame that he did and when he set it up. They're grooming children to think like this and to continually talk about this. This is why it is so important to really monitor what your kids are being exposed to online because it's getting much worse. This is why I've said repeatedly, my kids don't do anything online as far as I don't, I don't give them access to iPads or phones or any of that. If they're watching a movie, mainly DVDs, if there's a movie that's clean that we have, we've got a lot of kids' movies and DVDs that I've bought over the years because I don't want them having just unfettered internet access. There's no need for it. You know, Six-year-olds, seven-year-olds don't need to be on the internet. I grew up without the internet, and I did just fine. Everybody I know in my age bracket grew up without the internet. I mean, heck, when we first got a computer, I think I was like 12 or 13 years old. You know, the big claim to fame on it was Oregon Trail, you know, throwing the disc, play Oregon Trail, you know, oh man, Susie died of malaria and we lost a wagon wheel. You know, that was like the extent of that back then. It's way beyond that now. And I've, I've talked to parents before and they go, oh, well, you know, I had this when I was a kid or I had Nintendo 64 and I grew up just fine. And I'm like, but we're not talking about the old PlayStation and Nintendo 64. We're talking about AI-based video games now that are so real, they're difficult to even differentiate if you're watching a movie or you're watching a video game. They're so real. And these children are becoming completely and totally engulfed into these video games. This is why you've seen now some of these kids are having so many mental issues and they can't function properly. Well, what do you think happens? You let them stay up all night playing video games in the room, having internet access by themselves. Then you wonder why they're having a hard time focusing. They're having a hard time adjusting. They're having a hard time understanding and figuring out who they are. You know, I had a friend of ours. They had a 16-year-old kid, and he basically had a PlayStation in his room. And he was constantly staying up. I mean, until 2, 3 in the morning. Then you got to get up for school in the morning at 6 o'clock. Wouldn't get out of bed. Grades were crashing, failing classes. 
And finally, they had to take his Xbox away from him or his PlayStation away from him. Then all of a sudden, the school wanted to put him on ADHD medication. And I told him when he asked me about it, I said, dude, what are you doing? I said, just control and restrict what he has access to. I said, there's a reason why the parental guidance is suggested for certain ages. There's a reason why MPAA has a movie guidance rating. Okay, There's a reason why a movie says it's rated R. Parental guidance is suggested you need to be accompanied by somebody. If they're under the age of 17, they need to be accompanied by an adult. They put those in place originally to give people and parents guidance on what is going to be exposed to their kids. Very clear as day right there. This movie's R. It's got graphic scenes in it. You don't need to be really watching this unless you're 17 or older. But for some odd reason now, we think, oh, we could take a five-year-old to transgender story hour where grown men spread their legs in front of them. Oh, that's fine. That's family friendly. You know, parents' job is to protect their children and raise them up correctly and make sure they have biblical values that they're based on. That's our job. There's nothing wrong with that. That's the way it's supposed to be done. And for some odd reason now, and this, this seems a lot in the Christian church, parents are so nervous to do anything or discipline, or be it the bad guy, they all they want to do is be their little children's friends, which is great. I, that's fantastic. You can be friends with your child, but you're an adult and you're a parent, number one, and you have to sit there and guide them in the direction. If they start doing something, you go, hey, man, that's not a good idea, dude. That's that's not okay. You know, it's not That's not a good decision. You are going to have severe consequences if you do this. If you decide you want to climb on top of the roof and jump off like you're Iron Man, that's going to have consequences. It's not going to be good. You don't do that. You're not Iron Man, but that's a movie that's made up. But when we have this concept now of where six and seven-year-olds are being literally encouraged to start asking about, about puberty blockers, guys, these drugs are unbelievably toxic to the body. These drugs were never designed under any circumstances to be used for children, especially for this type of aspect of what they're using them for. This is all off box. This is not what they were ever even meant for. And they're talking about prescribing them to children in California now without parental consent. If a child is the age of you know nine or ten, they decide they want to start going on puberty blockers. They only have to get the parental consent. Same thing that they've done now in some states with the COVID vaccine, the COVID shot, the clot shot. Oh, if a child appears that they you know are old enough to understand, they can consent to getting the shot. Why? But suddenly, you know, they got to be 16 to have their parents sign off on a driver's license. Well, if we're doing this, like I told you before, if we're just going to be based in this loose, loose illusion, this fantasy world, I mean, if it, why can't a six-year-old identify as a 21-year-old and go to the bar and get a beer? Six-year-old gets to the bar and they go, dude, you're not, you're not old enough to be in here. I am. I identify as a 21-year-old. I want a beer. Give me one right now. Bartender's going to look at him and go, dude, get out of here. Where's your parents at? Get out of here. But suddenly it goes completely different when they're, oh, I want to go on puberty blockers because my teachers told me about them for a year. Oh, sure, bud. Let me prescribe those for you right now. Go ahead and start taking these. You have no idea what they're going to do to you because you aren't even living in reality yet at your age. This is all about exactly what dad just brought up. It's about perversion of the younger generation in order to control the next wave of the generation and bring, basically bring in full perversion. Also, too, other news, switching gear. I want to get to this article because this is a really big deal. The Proud Boys trial has had another 
insane turn of events with more revelations. So a motion, which was obtained by Julia Kelly from the attorneys from the Proud Boys, has now noted that the FBI informants were vastly outnumbered by plainclothes operators representing law enforcement agencies. You guys, this just gets better. So you recall a month ago, the Proud Boys attorney came in and said, hey, we now have the FBI agents that were involved with this whole thing suppressing evidence. We have them perjuring themselves. We have them spying on attorney-client privilege conversations to get more information. Then it came out that there were multiple paid FBI informants that had gotten into the Proud Boys groups that, had, that were snitching on them. They were snitches, including one that was actually going to attorneys' meetings with the Proud Boys and then going back to the FBI and talking to the FBI about what the Proud Boys were talking about with their attorney. That was already crazy enough to far-fetched as all get out. Oh, well now, more evidence. To, the attorney has said this new information is pure, plainly exculpatory. Body cam footage worn on January 6th by undercover Metropolitan Police officers showed undercover officers cheering on demonstrators with chants of go, 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 stop the steal, whose house, our house. Undercover operators were planted among the protesters as instigators. The attorney points out that at least 12 additional unknown plainclothes officers among the Proud Boys on January 6th were also involved in inciting violence. He says this means there were at least 50 paid informants, FBI agents, and undercover police operators, at least 50 in the group that day on the front line of January 6th. Guys, this is exactly what we said from the beginning on day one, that law enforcement and FBI was directly involved in inciting the violence. Why do you think the Capitol Police opened up the gates They were dealing with law enforcement right on the other side with them. They knew who they were. They knew who they were dealing with. They knew they were working together. This is a complete and total doozy. They said the fact that law enforcement agencies has infiltrated not only the Proud Boys but other right-wing groups is not new, but the filings shed lights on the extent in which the government uses these informants, plants FBI agents, and uses undercover operators in order to push their agenda. (laughs) And so this, again, is just showing you another level of how indeed corrupt the FBI is and a lot of law enforcement. This was planned, guys. These operators, these FBI agents, these confidential paid informants, i.e. snitches, they didn't do this on a whim. This entire thing was set up from the very beginning. You got over 50 Operators and informants and agents undercover on the front lines with basically capital protesters, 50 at minimum. And it even says here in the section that at the end of it says this brings a total number of 50 or more, and there are reasons to suspect the true number is much higher. That was on the motion filed. So again, this is why I have said repeatedly, be very, very cautious on who you talk to, who you hang out with, especially if you do not know them very well, and they suddenly have, oh, I'm with you on this. We need to do this, and they start making really hard rhetoric statements and really, really aggressive statements and trying to encourage you to do the same. Remember what they did with the, um, the ground coordinator 
for the uh, up in where was it? It was towards Ocala that ATF busted for putting a stock on his Scorpion pistol. Suddenly they got him three years in prison. They used a guy by the FBI who was a paid informant to record him with his gun, with the brace, turning it into a stock and talking to him about it on an FBI phone and then brought it back. These guys are complete and total low-life garbage. The FBI has turned nothing more into straight-up Stasi police. We're like we're dealing with like this whole thing with Berlin now and the wall. I mean, it's it's just it's so covert. Yet we know it's happening. Yet nobody wants to say anything about it. Just pretend it's just disappearing. So again, be very very cautious. I'll put this article up on the website. You guys can read about it and get more information. But what we're seeing now, and then you see these situations like the Nashville shooting, as horrific as that. And again, my condolences to the family and the, with the kids and everything. But if you notice now, that whole shooting, they completely and totally spun the narrative on it. They made the victim the shooter, the, the lunatic, psychotic transgender that went into a school and shot innocent children. They made him the victim now. And they've spun the narrative where they haven't even brought up anything about the fact that you had a tranny targeting Christian children in a school. That's like at the bottom of the barrel of the topic to even bring up. And no, we're not going to bring that up. We're not talking about that. He's he, the dude was he was a victim, man. He didn't he didn't deserve that. You know, he really didn't know what he was doing. He was just confused. But the gun was the, really the bad culprit there. The gun is what you need to ban because that that did everything. You know, the gun jumped up, loaded itself, racked the bolt got up and started shooting everybody. The victim didn't do anything. He was just – he was a confused tranny boy. He didn't know what he was doing. They've literally done this now. I've watched articles about it now where the news is just completely spinning it. So understand what they're going to keep doing. This is why it is so important that you get real news and you stay informed because remember what I told you before. I told you guys this yesterday. The media is not there to inform you. They are not there to actually give you truth. They're not there to update you on what's really happening whatsoever. The entire thing that the media there is to do is to give you feelings about what is happening and to direct and control your feelings in order to change your actions and your outlook. They're not giving you knowledge. They're not giving you ideas about what is really occurring. They're not giving you truth. They're simply there to change your feelings and tell you how you should feel. Get angry. Get mad about guns. Demand guns are bad. And they say it over and over and over again on every single mainstream news outlet all night long, every single day. Guns are bad. Guns are bad. Guns are bad. Ban the guns. I told you guys yesterday. Cain killed Abel with a rock. David killed Goliath with a rock. Same tool. Exact same. Literally exact same tool. Two completely different individuals. Two completely different outcomes. One for good. One for bad. David needed to kill one of the Nephilim giants. Goliath was a descendant of those guys. Knocked him out. Cain killed Abel. That was not good. The rock didn't do anything. The rock just fell to the ground when it was done and just became back to the earth. Same thing with steel, with a barrel, with a polymer. It's just a tool. It's just there. You throw it on the ground, it does nothing. You leave it on the ground for a year, it covered up in dirt. It'll get covered up in earth. Eventually, it'll just go right back down in the ground. Nobody will even know it was there. Make sure you understand the knowledge and the information that you're actually taking in and what it's doing to you because the entire psychological operation that we are witnessing right now is not a joke. I cannot portray that any clearer. I, my, my entire background, my undergraduate studies was in psychology. 
this is a serious, serious platform that these guys are using right now with the mainstream media in order to control the emotions and the narrative. Same thing they did with COVID. Same thing they've done with guns. They feed off people's emotions in order to make you feel a certain way to get you a direct action to do what they want. Very, very clear. Everybody understands that. And keep getting the truth out there the best you possibly can. Also, too, in other news, I saw this article earlier being brought up about the IMF now's cut global GDP outlook, just going back to what I was talking about with the dollar and what's starting to occur. So encourage everyone, make sure you have anything stocked up that you need. Pretty much anything is going to start being better than cash over the next year. As you see inflation not coming down, you see the price of everything going up. Buying things you can at the right price at the right time. That's what I've told you before. Food is one of the most important things you need. You guys need anything? We have the organic food buckets. We have the two-pack specials on for backup. If you just need to get beans and rice, get beans and rice. Get organic ones at least. But make sure you have some backup storable stuff because all it takes is semi-trucks to stop doing deliveries for two or three days. You've seen that now in certain areas. So stay strong. Keep your body strong. Stay, Keep your supplements stacked up, your immune system strong. And continue to keep your mind and body and soul as strong as you can. If you need anything, healthmasters.com. The product of the week, the Natto Kinesis, on sale for the last day. It'll be changing over tomorrow, so be sure to vote for what you want to see win on the product of the week. I think the vitamin C, the excellency, is winning right now. So be sure to check that out. And be sure to check out the new Berberine Ultimate Formula if you're interested in that and maintaining healthy blood sugar. Appreciate you, my friends. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.